1: Hey everyone. A few months ago, we sat down with R-H-O-N-J's Amber Marchese to catch up with her, see how life has been, really chat about her experience on the show. It's no secret that she has received a lot of social media hate since then in part involving Lance Bass, Lance Bass's husband. We really go over all of that. We talk about bullying. We talk about, of course, like Teresa and Melissa. We talk about the past. We have since sat down with Amber to catch up and hear her thoughts on this season. What is going on with Teresa and Jackie, Teresa and Melissa, now Margaret and Jennifer. What follows is our chat with Amber from a few months ago prior to when this season of RHONJ started. We really just kind of rehash it all in the current state of RHONJ and where everything is going. We are going to be releasing the current chat for this season on Patreon. It is coming soon for everyone on Patreon. Thank you for following us there. You know we've been covering a ton of the Jen Shaw stuff, the Erica. Divorce. We're doing a lot with all the lawyers on Patreon, breaking it all down. Chatting with these lawyers really helps because they know what they're talking about. So they at least help make sense of a lot of the legal stuff um, with Jen and Erica to me. But we are going to put the current season chat with Jackie and Teresa and Melissa and Margaret and Jen and everything that's going on um, on Patreon with Amber. She shares her thoughts. But what follows is our chat from a few months ago. So enjoy. It's an R-H-O-N-J day, guys. Bye. Hey, guys. This is David. Welcome back. Behind the Velvet Rope. How is everyone doing? We are here today joined by the one and only Amber Marchese, formerly of R-H-O-N-J. How are you? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Um, okay. So first of all, I'm loving your friend's hoodie that you're wearing.
0: Well, we're obsessed with the show. My kids and I, like, love the show. I've been, you know, I grew up on this show. I love it. I could I watch all seasons 50,000 times
1: over. <laughs> Who is your favorite on the show? Oh,
0: don't ask me. I literally love each of them for their own, their own character and their own personality. I would say, um, I would say Rachel.
1: Really? I love, love Rachel. Love, I, love Rachel. I am all about Monica. Oh you are? <laughs> Courtney Cox all day, every day.
0: Really? I mean she's yes. beautiful. She's stunning. And I loved her personality, her character on online. Oh, Phoebe is amazing. Joey's amazing. I mean you can't you can't choose. They're just all just awesome. But definitely I Rachel, if I could die and come back as a personality, it'd be Rachel. Really? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. yeah. She's cool. She's just a cool chick.
1: She is cool. Yeah. And I love how it's 12.09, and I am having my second cup of coffee, and you're having a glass of white wine. Or red? is yeah. that red? So, so, yeah,
0: I got my brand cock. I, I opened that one up.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Like
0: said, my kids are officially on spring break, so now um they're excited, I'm excited, and we can officially stop the homeschooling for a little bit, which is time-consuming. Like, literally, I... How to, you know, pause everything with work and, you know, and, and to a screeching halt and become a homeschool teacher, like, everywhere and on the face of the planet right now. I it almost feels, it's so awful, but I feel like, you ever see the movie Flowers in the Attic? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I feel like. I feel like we're in the attic, like, the whole world's in their attic, and we're like, my kids are making, like, paper mache friends because they don't have any right now. Like, it's like, you know, it's cutouts of the sun because we don't fucking see it anymore. <laughs>
1: It is, like, I, I'm not feeling it. I'm just not uh-huh. feeling it. How are you?
0: Yeah, you know, I, um, so, some positives, I really, like, this is, like, my spiritual side, like, I just feel like life is slowed down, I'm getting to spend so much time with my children, I get to see what kind of students they are, Um, you know, behind the scenes, how how they're using their minds and their brains, and how they come up with, you know, right answers, wrong answers, and I love that, I love my children so much, and, and amazingly um I've always wanted to homeschool my children in fact when they were younger I did until kindergarten and then uh I sent them off uh so I did all the pre-k stuff and everything like I never sent them to pre-k or anything like that and I found out that my daughter's a, good, a really good homeschool student and she wants to be a professional equestrian so we're thinking about doing this permanently oh
1: wow really? yeah yep.
0: oh, my gosh. yeah she is it's she's very blessed in the sense of like she's She's tried and true since she's four years old, so actually, even younger. She's wanted to be on a horse. She wants to do this for the rest of her life. This is the only thing she wants to do. And God bless her. I mean, I never knew. I'm 42, and I still have no clue what I want to do with my
1: life. Tell me about it. Well, you like, and you're like in horse country out there, right? Aren't you kind of where the horses are?
0: Colts Neck is horse country. It's gorgeous. I mean, her the barn that she rides at is right down the street. We take the golf oh cart God.
1: over,
0: wheel over. You know, we run, we bike, you know, it's like right down the street. So, and then we're actually going to probably put a barn back here.
1: You know, we have five acres. So we'll probably. Put oh my God. There. Yeah. So you're like practicing, you're practicing, you're like, you know, you're seeing if you're good at homeschooling. So that's good.
0: Yeah. You know, it, it's, um, there she's at a very sufficient age and she's gone to a really good school so far that really taught her how to be an independent thinker, independent uh, student, and, uh, honestly, she's, she's taken it a life of her own. And she's like, mom, I don't want to go back. I want to, I want to do this. And this is, and I know my daughter, she's just happy. She's the happiest when she's doing this. Wow. So, so, so I have, before we start on like all the questions, cause I know that's coming. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> So, so you came to me, we like, we, we talked back in like June, right? When all that thing was happening with my stepson and he was coming out publicly and humiliating our family. And um, I remember when you came to me and you were like, you know, do you want to do this show? And at the time I mentally was not, I just wasn't ready. Like I just couldn't process I had to come out with a formal statement about everything because I was getting, my family was getting so hammered. Um, You really were. It was, it was awful. In fact, actually the story broke out like two weeks or maybe like a week before we went to Sicily. And it was the best because I literally just shut my phone off and was able to just go to another country and disappear, which was so good. And then when I talked to you, I'm like, when I came back, I said, you know, if I feed into this anymore, mentally, I'm not going to be, I can't, I got to stop it. You know, like I got to stop this in its track and get it back to the private, you know, private uh, family issues. <laughs> we have them all, right? Everyone has them. But um, but did I come to you and say, please, can you ask me about Housewives? Please, can I be relevant? Please, did I do that?
1: No. Why is that? Because, well, okay, because you oh. just did another podcast and someone's saying oh. that, right?
0: Oh, my God. No. I want to read you. I want to read you
1: some stuff. Read me. Nice. Um, no.
0: Just a, of, just a couple of comments because... I don't understand how... Okay, Marriage Bootcamp, the, the fan base for Marriage Bootcamp was not like this. They just were like, oh, that's a good show. Cool, cool, you know. Like, Housewives is brutal. Like, okay, so there's there's two different types of fan base for Housewives. And I feel like most of my... I hate to say fan base. I don't want to say that. I, In fact, most of these people that have started following me on social media, I've become friends with in the last, like, five years. Like, I truly would hang out with them. If I knew them, if they lived, if they were like right in front of me, I would hang out with them. But then there's this little sector of people that are psychotic. I mean, yeah. Whoa. I mean, this is the way I got to read this to you. This, this is, uh, this was the day after this is the best. Okay. Your husband is such a piece of shit. And you are honestly no better if you allow him to be that way. Like, as if I control my fucking husband. What the fuck is wrong with y'all? Absolutely disgusting. You are a classless bitch.
1: I, all right.
0: What the f Whoa. Do, do, you, do I know you? Do you, like, did you ever have a conversation with me? Like, you, you think everything that you see and read is 100% my story and me. would you go up to somebody and ever say
1: that to somebody that's the thing like the audacity of some of these people it's like you have no right first of all everyone is entitled to their own opinion in the fucking world not even in the united states everyone's America yeah (laughs) right so but I like saw a lot of those comments but yeah I mean like to your question no I you did not reach out to me to say, like, can I please come on your podcast? And Well, listen, like, I mean, I think I'm different in the sense that, like, I'm friends with, like, a lot of the New Jersey and New York housewives because, I mean, this is what I do. Like, right. I didn't even tell you this because it was canceled, but you and I were going to be getting together for drinks because what? I actually had something. Yeah, when this is all over, well, but I was going to I was gonna write to you because I was actually going to be in Red Bank. I had, to, I was going to go see Straight Up Pastasi, but it was canceled. So, I mean, I literally was gonna write to you probably like a week before this all happened to be like listen oh. bitch we're gonna go for drinks because i'm gonna be a block from your house well,
0: red, red bank is one town over for sure absolutely and i just it's like amazes me that like i you know every you know people it's not just the podcast other people have called and you know like um u.s weekly called me and you know so what do you think about joe being deported what are i gonna be like well, I can't talk about it because people think it's five. It's been five years, and I have no right to an opinion. So, you know, Teresa's fans say I shouldn't comment. So, I'm not gonna comment. No, fuck you. I'm gonna comment. U.S. Weekly just called me. I'm gonna. Co- I'm gonna comment. Like, what do you want to yeah. know? i me tell you. <laughs> you know, clearly they're calling to ask me for my opinion. I'm gonna give it. That's U.S.
1: Weekly. I mean, you know, uh, you might as well give your opinion because you can't win if you don't. So, right. what the fuck? Right.
0: Exactly. It's like, you know, it's funny because that whole thing that happened with my stepson, it was like a week until I actually said something. I was like, do I or don't I do or don't I? And then finally, I just it was so brutal. Like during that time, I think I told you this, like the, the comments were like brutal and like it carried over into my children's school. Like it was it was bad. It was a bad it was a bad time. It really was. So. Anyway, yeah. Hot Bucks fans can be a little nutty, a little, a little unhinged. Um, what those, Yeah. What?
1: What, what? what other comments came out of like this recent interview? You know, press that you did. Was it was it just those were the worst ones. I mean, I saw some of them.
0: No, you know, I tried to go back, and you know, she's trying to stay relevant. She's trying. She's thirsty. I love that one. I'm thirsty. I'm like, no, I got plenty of wine. I'm fucking good. You know, I'm not thirsty. Like, I'm not thirsty. Like just because I speak about my experience on the show and it you know listen I don't think I hammer anybody I didn't mean, listen I could hammer everyone I could literally go cr- like crazy Ivan on Teresa and Melissa and Dina like I could go crazy they didn't treat me well on the show I could go fucking nuts but I don't and I I thought I kept it pretty pretty classy I don't
1: know yeah. I don't think you said anything. And we're going to get into all of that. So many questions. But just since you brought it up, I wasn't even going to ask, but what do you feel about Joe and like being deported since you since you brought that up? Well, that was that's
0: obviously, you know, the big the big question that everyone's asking. Um being deported, I mean, it just it sucks. The whole thing sucks. I did not not like Joe, by the way. I thought Joe was a jovial person that did not really want to be on the housewives. Like I felt like he just wanted to just go on about his life and not really li- live that life. Uh, I think he was sucked in and, you know, I didn't like, he wasn't my, you know, top person in the world, but he also, I didn't think that he was the worst. Yeah. So I, am sad that, that he, so, like I see his, you know, where he's staying and it's sad. it seems sad. It really does. Like he's trying to make the best of it. I mean, I, I look, I follow him on social media and I think he's truly making the best of it.
1: <laughs> oh, my fucking God. I have think things, interesting. the two best right now for me in quarantine, the two best Instagrams are if you don't follow Michael Rappaport. Oh, my God. Oh, I saw his rant the other day. He really? It's every <laughs> fucking day. He's like, get in the fucking house, you fucking millennials. Yeah. It's hilarious.
0: What if you see my motherfucking kids out there, you have permission to grab them by the fucking neck and put them in. I, you know how many times I've said that? If my kids are disrespectful, you have permission to whack them upside the head.
1: <laughs> it's so funny. And then, yeah, and then Joe. I'm obsessed with Joe Judice's, yeah. Judice's. It's like, He's making the best of it. And, like, after what he went through, he's living his best life over there. Like,
0: the other day, he was fucking mopping. I thought that was the, the most hysterical thing. Like, he was, he, was Lydia, he was outside smoking a cigar after just mopping. Like, I love it. I, lo- I, I, mean, lo- I I just love that.
1: Me, too. I love it. He's picking tomatoes. He's doing push-ups. It's just amazing.
0: <laughs> like, it just was really freaking funny. I Listen, uh, it, he's been through hell. He's been through hell in the last couple years. He's away from his kids. I can't even imagine. I could not imagine being taken away from my kids like that. Are
1: you, are you shocked like that Teresa's divorced? I mean, does any of this shock you? No,
0: no, no, no. Um, you know, I have to tell you though, on Housewives, she did. She, I mean, I felt like she truly loved Joe, and I think they truly love one another. I do. I just think that it's just a really shitty situation. And as I said, you know, I've said it multiple times. She's got four girls. It's not just her. She can't just pick up and leave and go to a different country and start from square one. And start, you know, start. That's just that's just crazy. It's she's got four girls in the school systems in you know, college and dancing and whatever extracurricular activities, you can't just pick up and go to another country that is completely different than America. I mean, we're not even, it's not even like, you know, the UK, we're talking Italy. It's a totally different country. So, you know, I don't, I I don't, I would never expect her to just pick up and go. I mean, unless she had like guaranteed cameras following her and she can have a job there, you know? Right. She's gonna do? Open up a vineyard? Like I
1: don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, did you watch Housewives? Like, do you remember like when it was being cast? Like way back, season one. Was there like a buzz around New Jersey, or were you, you know, or do you where you weren't really connected to any of the girls when it was first being cast?
0: No, you mean as far as her, her, the criminal aspect of it?
1: No, like when they when they were casting the show, like way back in the beginning, like season one, like way before you, like, did yeah. you know anyone then? Like when you were like, oh, like one of your, like, were you friends with like Caroline or Dean or anyone then?
0: No, but I knew Melissa wanted to get on. I knew she was, uh, oh yes. I knew she was aggressively trying to get on. She definitely had her sights out on, on getting on. And she was, I knew she was
1: doing whatever she needed to do to get on. Even in season one, like she was way,
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, that was her sister-in-law all of a sudden getting cameras on her, and that's Melissa always wanted. Like, even back in my, you know, when we were friends back in the 20s, she wanted to be famous. She wanted to be out and about and be a singer or whatever, just famous, you know? So uh, I, when her sister-in-law went on, I mean, she definitely, like, it just was like, I'm going, that's my, that's my ticket.
1: <laughs> so you were friends with Melissa, like, back when you were in your 20s?
0: Yep, in my 20s, uh, wow. around 21, 22, uh, we, uh, you know, we went down to the Miami conference, the, the music conference down there together, we hung out in Bayonne together, um, you know, Melissa was definitely a, a bubblier, kind of like more free-spirited type of girl, right now she's very, you um, I don't know. She's just different. She's just a different chick. Especially when I was on with her, she wasn't, she didn't, she didn't open, she didn't welcome me with open arms. That's for sure. She didn't say, because you have to understand my season was the first season where there was newbies. That was the first transitional season where, you know, the girls had to have in their mind that they're getting new girls on the show. You know, that wasn't interconnected to say like, you know, Kathy was a cousin of, or Dina was a best friend of, or I don't know, you know what I'm saying? Like they were all connected. They were literally getting strangers from a, a different location onto the show. And Melissa was not happy about that. <laughs> that was, you know, it was very much, she actually told me it's her show. And, you know, she, you know, she's like, remember what happened to Jan? Cause that was actually a friend of all three of us, like, all, you know, a mutual friend. Um, when I say friend for me, very, she was closer to Melissa, not so much me. She was like, "Remember what happened to Jan? That could
1: happen to you." I was like, "Ooh,
0: okay." All right, I'm just trying trying to have fun here.
1: (laughs) And what happened to Jan?
0: Um, she went. Well, Jan apparently went on the show to try to get to become a housewife and came on talking trash about Melissa and uh, you know, I guess saying that she had an affair on Joe, which was quite stupid because I don't believe that Melissa would ever have an affair on her husband. I, I. No, I knew them when they first met and I, uh, you know, Melissa actually was, was truly, she had a, she had this like strange attachment to this other guy, but who's was, who was honestly a total loser. So when he, when she stopped liking that kid and, and met Joe, I know like she like truly loved Joe right away. So I don't believe in a, in, in a, in a second that she would ever have a fair. So I think Jan was playing dirty. She definitely was playing dirty getting on, you know, trying to get on housewives and in order to get on, you have to dish some dirt and it's not so that's, I mean, if remember the dirt that I was dishing was literally like just hurt between her and I, you know, like, Oh, you didn't call me when I was diagnosed with cancer, you know, fuck you. That was that to me that was like, eh, whatever. And, and honestly, she was like, Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know, which I knew she did, but I was like, Oh, okay, let's move on. You know, how's that?
1: And then with Jan, what, she came on trying to be a housewife, talked shit about Melissa and what, Melissa just got her, like, 86th? Yeah, that was it. I don't really,
0: I, okay, I didn't watch the shows. I don't know. I don't know that, but I just know that she was on for brief seconds and then was off.
1: So, they wow.
0: gobbled her up and spit her out,
1: you know? Wow. Yeah. And then... And then, like, during the first five seasons before you were on the show, like, you were still friends with Melissa. Like, what would Melissa say about the show, like, while she was on it when you weren't those first five seasons or four seasons?
0: go back, I mean, we did lose touch for a while. I mean, when I went on, I hadn't talked to her at that point for maybe, like, five years. So I want to say she was – when I did talk to her, she just said how – Kind of the same thing that I'm saying, like, Teresa was very jealous that Melissa was on. This was her show, right? So, now she was coming on her territory. And Melissa turned around and gave me the same courtesies. (laughs) This is my show, bitch. (laughs) I'm like, all right. I'm like, I'm just like like, I'm not a cutthroat person. That's just not me. You know, I could act like cutthroat. I could yell and scream, but at the end of the day, you know, I'd be like, hey, you want to go have a drink? You know, like. That was not real right. no, no, no. She, they're real. They, they will cut you. They will slay you, and
1: <laughs> yeah. And then so like so that's how you got on the show when they were like doing this cast shake of new people. Like you came on, like did like Melissa reach out to you and say, or did production just find you? No, no, production found me.
0: So I was I was taking um, acting classes and for several years, and then I started you know putting my resume out online. I didn't even have an agent. I just put it down online. Um, and I started getting like I was like on Royal Pains, like there's an extra. I was on restaurant stakeout, you know, like a you know main character on one of the episodes. And you know, I started getting these little jobs here and there. Cause you have to understand my my acting gig thing was kind of like a post cancer. I'm gonna do what I really want to do in my life type deal. You know, like I you know in my twenties I spent you know, going to school. I got my, you know, undergrad, then my master's. I worked in Manhattan for L'Oreal in their marketing department, you know, worked for finance. Um, I was doing my nerdy stuff and, you know, and truly enjoying life. But then once I met my husband and I had cancer, I said, you know what? I've always wanted to go into acting. I'm going to, I'm going to do this. So I started taking acting classes and it's funny because, True story. Jim was like, what do you think you're going to be on TV? Like, he kind of said it flippantly. He's like, Amber. Because I remember, like, I was going to acting class, and he was, like, you know, watching the kids. And then I think he just was, like, kind of, like, snippy one day, right? You know, he's like, oh, this is getting out of control. Like, you're doing this all the time. She's like, what do you think? He goes, just do this as fun, Amber. What do you think? You're going to be on TV? I'm like, yeah, actually, I think I am. <laughs> and then I and then I was. <laughs> That's so, yeah, so funny. You. Yeah, no, I, I you, you said it in motion. You put it out there. So anyway, I put my resume out there. They called me um, and they started asking me questions. It was like a three-month process, but they didn't even tell me it was housewives. So I had no clue that uh it was even that show. So
1: I need to talk to you guys about apostrophe. It's a prescription skincare company for people that are ready to take their acne seriously. Now, here's the thing you guys know, prescription acne treatment really works, but it's hard to get. You have to take time off work, go see a doctor, sit in line at the pharmacy and wait for your medications. Not anymore. Apostrophe makes it easy to see a board certified dermatologist online. You get treated immediately and your medications are delivered to your home. All you have to do is fill out their online questionnaire about your skin concerns and medical history. Then you snap a few selfies. How fun is that? And your dermatologist will get back to you with a customized treatment plan tailored just for you. It treats acne, but apostrophe does a lot more than just that. They also can help you with your other skincare goals, like reducing redness, wrinkles, and even dark spots. I filled out the survey. Of course, my, I was concerned with wrinkles, so that's why I went on, filled out the survey, literally somebody got in touch with me so quickly, the medicine arrived right to my front door. I've already started using it. It's just as simple as that, and you don't even have to leave your home. Listen, you get $15 off your first visit with a board-certified dermatologist at apostrophe.com slash velvet. So go to apostrophe.com slash velvet and use the code velvet. This code is only available to all of you who are listening to this podcast. So to get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash velvet and click begin visit. Then use the code velvet at sign up and you get $15 off your dermatology visit. That's apostrophe.com slash velvet. Use the code velvet to get your dermatology visit for $15 off. It really is so easy. I'm so glad I found Apostrophe. It's for acne, it's for wrinkles, it's for dark spots, really any of your skincare goals. That's apostrophe.com slash velvet. Use the code VELVET at checkout and you get $15 off. It's sandal season. Look, everyone always gets excited for sandal season. The weather is warmer. But I wear sandals year-round, and now you can too, thanks to Crocs. With the new Crocs-style sandals, you can embrace those feel-good summer vibes all year long. I love Crocs sandals not just because they're stylish, but because they're so comfortable. And when I'm comfortable, I feel I can do anything. They have new Miami sandals and Brooklyn sandals, but my absolute favorite are their getaway sandals. They are so soft, light, and thin. It literally feels like I don't have any shoes on at all. There's a cushiony, soft footbed, and it honestly feels like I'm walking on clouds. Style-wise, they go with anything and everything, and I can wear them anywhere, no matter how casual or a more formal event. You have to check out the getaway sandals, and all of their sandals come in such a variety of colors, so you can match with any outfit. Right now, get 20% off your next purchase at crocs.com. Just use the code SANDALS20 at checkout. That's SANDALS20 at crocs.com for 20% off your purchase that's so oh I was like, what? <laughs> that's so I like sat down like because I'm like friends with Kathy, McKeely. like she had this, the same thing. She's like, I, I uh-huh. didn't know this was actually going to be for housewives, right? So that's like a, and then uh-huh. when and then like when you got on the show and you like you were filming right away, were you like and well also did did Jim not want you to do it? Was he like, what the fuck is this going to be?
0: No, actually, he was looking at me like he's like. This is this is wild. This is wild. I think he wanted to do it just as much as I did. I think he did. He was like, "This is I, this is crazy. This is like this is the coolest thing ever." Honestly, we thought it was the coolest thing ever.
1: I and, mean, did, did yeah. you know what you were getting into? Like having not really watched the show.
0: I never watched it, and wow, that was really stupid. That was really ignorant. And, and I, if I could turn back the hands of time, that would be one of the things. Is I would have watched it. Um, Even to become a student of the game a little bit more um, and knew how to uh, play it. You know, I didn't. I just came in, here I am, you know. And uh, you have to understand too, like, there's so much about the show that's just not me. It's kind of hard for me to fit into that. I you know, you have to have you have to look good all the time. You have to have the perfect outfits all the time. You have to put the makeup on and the hair. And I'm like, oh <laughs> I don't wanna <laughs> I don't wanna do that three times in a day, have three different outfits and look good. I don't wanna do that. Like it's just, right. it's not me. I am like, you know, sweatshirts, sweatpants, go to the gym, come back, I'm sporty you know sometimes i wear makeup sometimes i don't i don't give a shit you know but you know so it's it was hard for me it
1: was just this is exactly fish out of water <laughs> you're like what is this and then right you thought you were just probably coming on to be like oh i'm really good friends with melissa and this will be a right. fun experience
0: party time party central woo-hoo! Right. and then I was just like whoa wait what the fuck just happened to me like all of a sudden like we were down in like um i think we either oh we went to Teresa's house the whole scene was cut out and all of a sudden, everyone started attacking me. I was like, whoa, what is going on right now? I had no idea why. I had no idea what was said. I, all of a sudden, the twins are yelling at me. I'm like, Amber, Amber, you better watch yourself. And I'm like, why do I have to watch myself? What am I doing? Like, what? I, I just did a scene over there, and I was crying. I don't even know why, why I was crying, but I started crying. Maybe I thought I wanted an Academy Award or something, but... I don't even understand what's going on right now. That's how I, I didn't eat, understand half the time what was going on.
1: Do you, did you feel like from a production standpoint, like, did you ever feel like the producers, you know, wanted to like play up the drama? Like, did you ever feel like they wanted to create fake storylines, play up the drama, like anything like that, like pressure from producers, like, come on, Amber, like cry harder, step it up. Anything like that?
0: No, I wouldn't say the producers would say cry harder or to tell me what to say or anything like that. I know Jim had that. He said he had that experience, but I, I don't think so much. I had that experience with the producers. They didn't say time to time to cry, Amber. You should look crazy. You know, <laughs> you know. But they, but but I'll tell you what they would do is put me in situations that I normally wouldn't be in. Like right. I'm going to church. This is what I would do on Ash Wednesday. Go to church. Um, can you go call Teresa? Cause she's waiting for you to call her. Why? Why am I calling? I'm, I'm w- w- with my daughter. I'm with my son um, my, uh, my husband for Ash Wednesday. Why am I going to think about that? Why the hell am I going to leave my family to in the middle of Ash Wednesday service to go call out, walk physically, walk outside and be like, Hey Teresa, what's going on with your criminal proceedings? That's just right. like, like <laughs> Right? Do you agree?
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: Just, just awkward and weird. And wow, did I look like a dork? It just made me look bad. And then she was at the gym, and then they have her at the gym punching the bag, and she's like, oh, Amber's calling. As if you didn't know I was calling, bitch. You knew I was calling. Production told you I was calling. You know, like, why are you pretending, like, oh, Amber, what are you calling for? So you get, that just made me look bad.
1: Right. That's I mean,. That's- No, I mean that's the thing. So, like, did you know, like during filming, like, wait, I think they're gonna make me out and Jim out to be the villain? Like, can you can you tell? Could you tell?
0: Well, yes, because I knew at that I knew at a certain point I was the weakest link because I didn't have allies. You know, Jim was my ally, and husbands are never a good ally. You have to have a girl on the show. That's an ally. Either the twins had one another, then they then they started, you know, aligning with Melissa and then Teresa had Dina. So everyone had somebody. You know, the twins, I brought them on. I brought those twins oh, on. Wow. Yeah, no, the production was like, Do you have any friends? I should have said, no, no, I do not. I don't have any friends. You just you guys fill that spot. Because then I think I would have had a better chance of having an ally. Those girls came on and they were like, fuck Amber. She's first year. She's not going to position my, you know, position us on this show next season. So she, they went over me to um, to Melissa and to Teresa. And so, by the way, so did Bobby Giassoli, who was our best friend. And I, like before he even got on, he's like, I want to be on the show so bad. I want to be on. I'm like, Bobby, just come on, come on with us. Like, it's not a big deal. Like, just come stupid mistakes, stupid mistakes. If I could turn back the hands of
1: time, I would have changed it. I've been like, Nope, don't know anyone. I have always said this. If I was ever a housewife, I would never bring one of my real life friends on ever, ever, ever.
0: Right on brother. (laughs) Never 100%. You're absolutely correct.
1: Because, like, you know, people get fame-hungry, and then you're like, well, my friendship must submit nothing to you because you don't give a fuck about me. You want to be famous.
0: That's exactly right. And you have to understand, I really didn't have a friend. Like, I met the twins through Bobby, so they weren't really my friends. So, yes, we knew each other. We hung out. We did some, t- you, know, we, you know, but they, I was fair-weathered to them. I could easily, very easily expendable, you know? And Bobby just honestly, just his, the, the, the drive of being famous was made way more than our friendship, which, by the way, Jim and Bobby were friends since kids, since high school, like a little bit after high school. So, wow, was, yeah, no, I mean, I loved Bobby. I absolutely loved Bobby and I can't believe he did what he did to us. You know, he, 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 he flayed us. He really did. He, he, he knew I was gonna get. I, he knew that the twins were gonna attack me downstairs. He knew it. He set it up. He set it up, and I know he did because you know I know the the timeline of events of who was going to the house last, who was coming in last. The security security was come literally in. Our, security loved us because they knew they saw everything, and they'd be like, "We got your back." Going
1: in to a freaking party, we got your back. Don't worry. That's crazy. I mean, and to your point about the twins, which has been brought up recently with like Jennifer and Jackie, but like as far as the twins and what you mentioned about Melissa, like do you think when you come onto the show that it is like it's Teresa's show and it is Melissa's show, and you better align with one of them or you will not make it past the first year? 100%. And
0: it's a flip, a coin toss on which one to go with. I don't know. I don't know because at the end of the day, they don't give a fuck about you. So you're expendable all the way around. It's just a matter of right timing. Timing, really, honestly, that's the way it is. It's timing. I know. I'm not gonna miss. It. Listen, I still talk to some of the housewives. Not anyone that I come with. I get a, I, We talk on like the you know the DL on the back, and I know that people who are lining with some of them are like making fun of them behind their backs, like off camera. They're like, that woman's a fucking idiot. I can't even believe I have to
1: pretend that I like that asshole. You but, mean out of the current cast? Oh, yeah. There, So that would be that would only be Jennifer, Jackie, Margaret Joseph, or Dolores Catania. I'm
0: not saying anything. <laughs> but you heard it first. I definitely know that that's going on and they're like, this woman's an idiot. She, I can't believe I have to pretend I'm friends with her
1: oh yeah but they have to do what they have to do on the show and you don't want to tell us if that's Jennifer, Jackie, Dolores or Margaret can't do it you... <sighs> alright well let then...
0: because who knows I'm friends with and I don't want to put anyone hold on I gotta I'm, I'm, I'm telling you guys way too much dirt I think that's because I'm drinking too much now
1: I was just going to say <laughs> Amber's having another glass of wine listen <laughs> I I should have scheduled this for half an hour from now. And I should have just been like, just keep drinking the wine.
0: (laughs) You're going to call back at five. How are you doing? Did you go to gin yet? All right.
1: (laughs) Seriously. Now, I mean, just to that effect, then, like, do you know, do you, and this isn't really answering the question, just in general, like, do you know, like, Margaret, Jennifer, Jackie, Dolores, like, do you know any of them? Have you met any of them? Nope.
0: Nope. No, so this is someone that no
1: does know someone that knows that.
0: Yeah,
1: and also, you know, you just said like you're not sure which way to go. You say that even like having known Melissa in her twenties, you're not basically you're basically saying like you're not sure of who is the lesser of two evils, Teresa or Melissa. Like,
0: I, yes, um, that's what I'm saying. And I was hoping, to be honest with you, I was hoping that it was I, I could go on the show and become friends with Melissa. I, I was hoping because we were friends. I have history with her and I, am a very loyal allegiant person. You know, I, I, that's how I, that's what I was hoping. But when she came out straight out and was like, this is my show. Don't fuck with me. I was like, Whoa. Okay. I don't know. And, and then I knew. So let me tell you once another scene. I don't know if you remember. Uh, there was a scene between Melissa and the twins at a clothing store. And Melissa was like, and Amber said, like, you had an affair. I don't know. Amber said this, and it was, like, in the middle of this clothing store. This was one particular scene. She didn't know, but the owner of the store was friends with me. She called me, and she said that Melissa and the twins were talking behind the scene, before the cameras were even up, on how she was going to say that. To to make to the twins, and if you remember, all of a sudden the twins left in a rage to go to my house. Remember, left in a rage, in a rage, and she, they're like, "Oh, I can't believe you know Amber said that." You know, blah 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 blah. I had no idea any of this was happening, but Melissa was doing that behind the scenes, and I knew that because the, like I said, the owner of the clothing store said I overheard her saying this.
1: What clothing store was this? And you want me now?
0: Zabayan. Uh, Zabayan is, is Zabayan uh, and, um, Mar- Manalepin. It was one uh, of the best in my season. My point okay. is, is that Melissa, I was hoping to be friends with Melissa, continue our friendship on the show, and she had no intentions of doing that. Because I honestly believe she hated the fact that I was on her territory. She hated the fact that I, you know, Young, good-looking family. Saint, you know, I I think she looked at me as a threat.
1: I absolutely believe that. And then, what do you say about all the people that say, "Oh, Melissa has all these fake storylines every season"?
0: I I would say it's. It, I think she needs to step up her game because it doesn't seem. I mean, listen, she, she wanted to be a singer, and I didn't, I didn't think she was bad. Some of those songs are pretty catchy, so I'm like, I'll give her that. I, I think I think uh, if if circumstances were different, I think she could have done a really nice uh, singing career. I do, um, but the, everything else thereafter,
1: I didn't think was legit at all. Yeah. And like, did you see anything when you were there filming, like where Teresa and Melissa? Have you did you ever see anything about like storyline manipulation or like special privileges, like where Teresa or Melissa would be like, edit that out, don't do that. You know, like, is it their show to that extent? I wouldn't know that. Okay. Wouldn't know. So nothing like so that. I, you
0: know, I think that they're good puppeteers. I think that they can, um, that, you know, they anyone coming on, they can try to manipulate, you know, because they know the people coming on want to align and want to make sure that they're on season after season after season. Right? Yeah, I mean, look, it, look, I mean, Dolores, I don't even, she's, I don't know anything about her at this point, like nothing, but sh- there she is. <laughs> she manages to be on season after season. She stays under the radar, right? She's brilliant. Actually. If I think about, it. like, if I think about what she's managed to do, fucking brilliant, she stayed under the radar. <laughs> <laughs> right. And you know, like, I mean, right. I mean, I don't know. I don't, like I said, I don't watch it, but you tell me,
1: go ahead. No, I was gonna say to your point of being brilliant, like she doesn't have haters for the most part at all. She doesn't even have. But
0: but it's the flip side; she doesn't have a huge fan base either. So she just stays right there, right there. Jen, this new one is like, Bleh! <laughs> I don't even like. I don't even want one. Like it just. And I don't even know the blonde. What's her name? Jackie. Jackie, I don't even. But Jen obviously is definitely more boisterous and her, you know, out there kind of like the twins wrapped up in one person. <laughs> well, her and
1: I used to be very good friends and we do not speak now. So you and <gasps> oh! <laughs> really when you and I go out for wine and I come to red bank, we'll have to talk about that.
0: Definitely. Okay. Okay.
1: <laughs> and then I promise this is the last question about Melissa and Teresa, then we'll move on. But What, in your opinion, is the difference between the two? Like, you say, like, you're not sure who to go with. Like, what is the difference between the two? You know,
0: I'm going to tell you this. Good question. And I thought of it back then, and I still think about this when you ask me that now. I I contemplate. Those two are one and the same. And I think they hate that. They hate that about each other. But they are fucking one and the same. Literally the same person. The house The gaudiness, the, 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 you know, the over-exaggerated everything, the me, 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 you know, I'm it thing. Like they are one and the same, like maybe twin, twin flames I don't know, but those two are exactly the same. And they hate that. I think it's their, their mirror image that they can't stand
1: about themselves. Interesting. That's an interesting theory. Yeah. <laughs> now, no, that's interesting. Now, after so after the show came out, it's out. You know, and you know that's when all the hate started towards you and Jim. Like, I saw something like Jim said you guys even got like hate mail, mail, and like death threats, and like the police had gotten involved. A freaking like people would send
0: faxes about hate. Like we we called, we would call sometimes. Most of the time, you know, we knew it was just stupid fans, but sometimes uh, fans of the show. But other times, we we got nervous, and we would call the police, and it would be, like, some, like, random 16-year-old kid out in the Midwest who just, you know, needed to get a good whipping (laughs) walk upside the head. You know, and they'd be like, do you want to press charges? And we're like, no, just get control, (laughs) you know? But yes, to answer your question, yes, it was brutal. I don't know what it was about Jim and I. I have to tell you, um, I know we are very different from the viewer's. You know, there were the exact opposite. I think America in general is like this divide, this great divide of like one type of person and another type of person. And Housewives was the opposite of us. And then, you know, and and it's weird because on my side, I'm a very tolerant person. I, I like differences. I enjoy differences. I don't want everyone to be like me. I want people to do their own thing. Whether I agree with your lifestyle, if I agree with you on an opinion level on political level, I don't care. I, I just love differences because without those differences, we're, we're not a box of crowns or just, we're just muddied water, you know, and I don't, that's not me. So I feel like the people on housewives, if you didn't go into this little box, they, your, your, your differences weren't were
1: welcomed at all. Yeah, and that's kind of like what you and I talked about, like over the summer when we first spoke. You know, like everyone's entitled to their own opinion, politically, yeah. r- whatever it is. You yeah. know, you like you like Teresa, you like whatever it is. Like, just everyone can speak to their own minds. I don't know why people get off on trying to, you know, like it's these recent, yeah
0: it doesn't make sense it's it's not it's it's un-american uh it's um it's a slap in everyone's face that our ancestors faces that have worked you know and, and sometimes lost their lives of being able to put us in a position of having all these opinions and living the lives that we are free to choose to live and people are trying to shut everyone up and i think that's very dangerous very wrong And honestly, just very flat line. Um, I I like, I like differences. I like you the way you are. I get to judge you on what you present to me and vice versa. Right. Right. There's, you know, and these people just want everyone to be like them and to shut the fuck up. And I just, it just, it's kind of sad. It really
1: is. And like my whole thing is like, for me, like I don't judge people based on like their beliefs. Like to me, it's like, If your beliefs are so different than mine, I am relating to you as a human being. And as long as you are whatever to me as a human being, I love you. I don't give, you believe what you want. I may not agree with it, but oh yeah. Listen, I, I defend you. And I I get a lot of slack myself. People are like, how could you like Amber for all these other things, which we're going to get into in 10 seconds? Oh boy. we have to address it
0: but hey just remind
1: ourselves we're friends (laughs) Listen, i oh and you know who so now you know who wants me to say hi to you too is my very good friend kim d she says hello oh (laughs) she she says
0: i tell you about kim d the the moment i got on the show she called me and be like hey 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 got your back what do you want to know And she was like that. She was the only one, the only one that said, that would give me warnings. Don't do this. Don't do this. Listen to my advice. And sometimes I would take it. Sometimes I wouldn't. And But she was definitely a good person to have in my my
1: back pocket. That would say, you know, hey, watch out for this one. Watch out for that one. I told her. She's like, tell Amber I think she's a good kid. Tell her I think she's a good kid. So... (laughs) I love the
0: fact
1: that she calls me a kid. <laughs> I was I was just going to say, I mean, we're, you and I are around the same age. She calls me a kid, too. I'm like, I haven't been called a kid forever. But,
0: I love that. That's amazing.
1: <laughs> and I know that you didn't really know Danielle. You don't really know Danielle Staub. Like, do you know, like, Siggy, Kathy, any of them? I know you know Jacqueline.
0: Oh, yeah, I love Jacqueline. Um, Siggy, I don't know Siggy, no. But, I mean, I do see what Siggy's all about. And you know what I like about Siggy? Okay, so as a character in the show, I was not you know, from the glimpses I saw of her. Um, and, and it really, truly was glimpses. So it's, so take it out with a grain of salt. I like Siggy and what she stands for. She's got something that she stands for, and she's very passionate about it. Um, you know, it's, it, and she is very true to herself, she does not waver, and I like that. I like that about her. She has, she has a, she has a, you know, something to say, and she sticks by it. So, uh, again, another one that's very different from the show. You know, she, she. I don't know how well she was received, but,
1: um, yeah. What do you think? Well, I agree, but the thing smart about
0: the- woman. smart woman, intelligent woman.
1: Yeah. I mean, no. Uh, no, I mean, I, the thing about Siggy is, you know, just because I'm in this world, Siggy would sit down with me probably if I asked her, but she, w- the interview will be nothing. She will not talk about Housewives. She does not want to talk about it, which no, she- I, like, not at all. Like, we, we would not be even speaking a word of it. Really? I mean, she, she hasn't said that to me directly, but, I mean, we have a very good friend in common. N- not in a bad way. She just is on to what she's on to now.
0: Listen, Housewives, whether I like it or not, it's a beast of a fucking show. It's a beast. And I respect it in a lot of ways. And I will talk about it until the day is long. I have some good things to say about it, some bad things to say about it. And it, I'm fair and balanced, I believe, in that in that opinion. But I have a healthy respect for this engine that is moving, whether I'm there or I'm not there but I had a little glimpse of I had a little glimpse of uh, an experience with the show that I'm willing and ready to share. So that's why I'm sitting with you.
1: Now, moving on to some other things. Now, mind you, I feel like you need to come back again because like I sometimes and I'm just saying this, I talk to people, and I'm like, uh, that was the like the most excruciating hour of my life. I mean, it's it's gonna be a good show. The listeners are never gonna be able to tell, but like I was just bored to tears. This is the opposite. I have like so many other things to say. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Ooh, I love that. I love that.
1: There's a lot we're gonna have to come back, but let's just get into quickly this whole thing. So, right, when we first spoke, it was all over, you know, your son started your stepson started like the GoFundMe page. It is saying like, you know, you and Jim are not paying for his college because he came out as gay. And then you basically came out and said, like, look, it's not because of that. It's because you're, you know, we're not paying for an expensive school. If you went to Yale or Harvard, that'd be another story. So talk to me about all of that.
0: Um okay. So this this subject is a little obviously, you know, I mean it took me a very yeah. long time and address it. Um, and it's still a very touchy subject for me because we have not mended a relationship. Um, not from us. We, you know, uh, we're looking for him to realize and take responsibility of what he's done. And yes, I do love him unconditionally, 100% love him unconditionally, no matter what. Um, but as a parent, also too, I draw my lines. And I say, I'm not going to accept certain behavior. And what he did in many, many ways was destructive and hurtful. Uh, And I need him to, at a certain point as a parent, I just need to step back and let him walk his journey. And that's where I am right now. He needs to walk his journey. Is it hurtful? Is it painful? Every single day. I'm watching something unravel that is just... So, I, it's hard to watch. It's very difficult to watch. I know he's walking in the shadows of hell right now. And um, as a parent, uh, very, very difficult. Very, very difficult.
1: And it's hard to have America see all this play out.
0: And also, America thinks one way, very one dimensional. This is what happened, and that's that. Oh, you kicked him out because he's good. Blah, 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 blah. Like, as if I'm only one, like, I'm one, I'm a flat person, and that's it. Like, that, oh, you're gay? Get the fuck out. You know, like, that is not what happened, not on any level. Um, and there's so many layers to that that, um, you know, you know, even the GoFundMe page. And, and he, he got $16,000. Wow. Uh, our good name, you know? And, six, I mean, just think about that. Like, and by the way, this isn't a kid that's like from the ghettos. He's not, he's not hurting. This is a, this is a very, you know, affluent kid, child, you know? And, and we never said we were in court. We never said you can't go to college. You, you, you should be denied education. Never. In fact, up until like two years, I mean, he was in private school. Like he graduated from a private school, like one of the most elite private schools in the country on our dollar. So that, that whole narrative hurt us. It was very hard. Um, we are not, uh, I'm not going to let him get away with it in a sense of, Oh, it's okay. You, you know what? You're gay. Don't, don't worry about it. You could do what the fuck you want to do because, Oh, you're gay. No, Excuse me. I'm not ju- just like what we talked about before. I'm not judging you on that. I'm not. That's not that's not a card that you can play. Just like I could. have. I'm not running around saying, oh, well, I could be an asshole because I cancer. That's it's the same same concept. Right. And, that's, and I'm not I'm going to let Michael do his thing. He needs to do his journey. And then hopefully I pray every single day. My husband prays every single day. He'll circle around. And stand before us and have a conversation.
1: Because he's yet to do that. No, and you guys don't speak, I know. Now, here is... Listen, you know how I feel about you. We're having our drinks. <laughs> I Amber's, know. You know, Amber's like, what the fuck are you going to say? Here <laughs> is the thing. So after all of this happened... I just want to you know bring this up and hear what you have to say. So after all of this happened... Then I know there was all this stuff online. Now, I just want to reference a few things. Just let me get through it all. So, right. So then what happened is the first Twitter war, I mean, all this hate. Now we have Andy Cohn gets involved and Jim and Andy Cohn have words and Jim says things like, and I'm just reading these. I'm not criticizing. So he says, no straight man wants his son to be gay. It's a curse." It takes away from the family holidays like Christmas. Being gay is sexually deviant. It's a choice. It's not genetics. It's a choice like being vegan. You're combining,
0: you're combining a lot of different uh, Yes. Combining.
1: Yeah. I am. I'm I
0: just, like. You're just spippling up things that he said.
1: I am. Like, I'm just summarizing. I'm not criticizing. And then, like, I know him and Andy got into it, you know? So. That's one thing. Listen, I'm just putting it all because I want to hear. that I'm getting my question, and then of course, you know, like when to add crazier stories. Then Lance Bass and Michael Turchin get involved. Oh,
0: that asshole! Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And I know that you DM. It's always great, right, when your DMs then become public. I swear, I'm like afraid to DM anyone about anything in this. Never
0: world. DM anyone. And by the way, that motherfucker, I can't stand him. I. You hear it now? He's an asshole. I judge him for being an asshole (laughs) that's it he took my words he twisted it he was asking me questions I would answer I would try to answer and I would be like this is DM you're not understanding me you're not hearing me if you want to get on the phone if you're that curious of what my opinions are pick up the phone and talk to me but he took my DMs twisted it all around and made a mockery of what I was saying and fuck him whatever. I can't stand him. And I blocked him. I'm going to tell you, I was so patient with him, so patient. And I gave him so many opportunities to be like, you know what? We clearly come from different sides of the world. Let's talk. And you know what? And let's meet in the middle. I don't know about you, but I live for those moments where I'm like, huh, I never understood that perspective. Thank you for that. And that's what I was waiting for, for him. But he no, he no, he was out to hurt me, he was out to take my words and twist them around and use it in the public way. And I and I, I don't respect him, I don't like him, and he could go fuck himself.
1: Did you block Lance Bass too? I
0: blocked him, yes. And and it took me a while to do it. I literally said I said, That's it, I'm done, you're blocked. And then he blocked me. I'm
1: like, Good for you. Good for you. Fuck yourself. Right. And then, I mean, all the stuff that surfaced. Now, again, I just want to put this out there. Mm-hmm. And then I and then I have the question. So, right. So you're in like, I, I understand what you're saying. You're saying like, hear me out, like, understand what I'm saying. And right, you're saying you felt he never did that. He had his own agenda. And then like, I know Jim called him a fame war just because then he put it all out there, which I don't, you know, I get that. But right. I mean, you did say like, I don't hate gay people. But then you started getting into like kids see it as a cool thing and it's different than when we were kids and being gay is a cool hashtag, you know, and basically like once you have this experience, your mind change, like you're basically saying the same thing that Jim was saying that like, this is not, you're not born gay. And that's when, that's when Michael went off on you when you were saying like, you know, if you have a gay experience, it molds your mind and it changes like you're basically saying you're not born this way and he was like you're a fucking idiot and you're like well you're not hearing me so my there was all that but my question is really with all this out there and i i i know the answer but i want to hear you say it like is jim homophobic are you homophobic talk to me
0: what is homophobic what's the definition of homophobic to you because i know i took neuroscience i, I have masters in bio behavior studies I know the definition of any type of phobia. It's an extreme fear and hatred towards something like you don't want, like say, if you're afraid of being in an elevator, you're claustrophobic, you have an extreme, like it, it actually disrupts your life where you can't do anything further because you have this phobia. It's taken over your life, right? Someone who washes the hands or comes back in the house and, you know, has to lock their, their door three times every single time to even walk out the their lives before, you know, out the door before they could go to work. So what is your definition of homophobia?
1: Cause before I answer your question, I mean, my definition and I, this is just my definition is like you, it means that you hate people because they are gay Just for them being gay. Like, it doesn't matter what else.
0: Absolutely not. Never in a fucking million years, ever, ever, ever. I'm looking, Dave, I'm looking at you in your eyes, like, even though it's, you know, digital. Scott. (laughs) No. Absolutely not. And neither is Jim. Neither is Jim. No fucking way. In fact, by the way, my best friend in high school was gay. Best friend. I was I, Chris. I, I love Chris still to this day. He's a, he's an NYPD cop. He came out when he came out. I was like, yeah, no, duh. <laughs> you know, good, good for you, Chris. <laughs> Thank you for, you know, finally saying that, you know, so no, that is not true. And, and if you want to know what I said to my son and this is, I, I don't even like going there. I know every inch of him. I've no I know his story, okay? And what I was trying to explain to Lance or no not Lance, Michael, yeah, is whatever we whatever journey we have, I just wish that some of these younger kids would kind of just live life a little bit before they claim a label. And that is one of my biggest things is live life a little bit. Live Do your thing. You don't need to slap a fucking sticker and say, I'm transgender because let me tell you something. You can't, sometimes you just can't go backwards. You can't alter that. And once you claim something, that is the motion that you have set for yourself. And I'm just saying, just chill a little bit. I think society in general needs to chill a little bit. If you on the other side of it say, you know what, this is who I am. And I have definitely made this decision. I lived my life I'm 21 22 and this is truly who I am who the did you know yourself at 16 I certainly didn't Talk, take sexuality out of this I didn't know myself at 16 I didn't know myself at 17 18 19 20 probably not even my 20s I felt like I was walking around in the dark half the time I mean that's how I remember living I didn't grow up wealthy I didn't grow up with a silver spoon in my mouth I literally had a Figure out who I was. My dad died when I was 19 years old. I had really, my brother died of suicide at a very young age. I had trauma. You know, like, let me experience life. Let me work through my traumas. Let me work through all these things that have happened to me. And let me healthfully, healthfully, in a healthy state of mind, say who I am. And if it turns out to be gay, straight, trans, fine. Fine, we could all live with that, and we could respect the journey because there was a journey. Sixteen years old, making that decision—absolutely not, absolutely not. And then if you could, you—you you know what? Your audience could hate me for saying that. You're all, you know, they could sit there and start saying, you know, mean things to me. That's my opinion, and that's what I—and that's what I stand for, mom.
1: And I mean, you're entitled to your opinion. You know, listen, and don't think that I'm like, you know, I wasn't like crucifying you. Know, I'm just saying, like that's the obvious question you know like i wanted you know someone's gonna say to me well you're a gay man david so what the fuck like you just sat with amber and you didn't bring this up i mean yeah i even told you like when we first spoke i'm like this is you those are hard questions. <laughs> what
0: i mean those are hard and and honestly they're i believe that that's an intelligent question i think it's a fair question i think um i think uh, it it might not be a popular answer i know that i get i get that it's it's um I know, and this is what I was trying to explain to Michael. I see what it is on the teenage side right now. It's a very, um, a lot of kids are coming out almost like a badge of honor. Like I'm dead. I am trans. I'm this. I'm not like, you know, because I, I just feel like the teenage years are so, have so much uncertainty and, you know, just kind of chill a little bit, guys. Just chill. Stop with the labels, you know, i Truth be told, I did my own things too, you know, in my 20s, you know, and God forbid, can you imagine if I slapped the label on myself at 21, I'm gonna have my, you know, like there's things that wouldn't exist today because I slapped the label on myself at such a young age. Just
1: breathe. I want everyone to breathe. That's all. That makes sense. And people have differences of opinions, and that's okay. No, I was
0: jamming their fucking opinions down each and everyone's throat and becoming just intolerant on both sides of the fucking scale it's exactly what's happening but david I, we'll, we'll we'll hang out we have different lives we have different opinions but i will hang out with you any day of the week and if i was homophobic
1: i wouldn't be able to do that
0: in fact i want to do it i can't wait till we do it I, I, do, I, like, I love hanging out with you
1: do you ever come to new york I'm a, I'm a uh, now. now a girl. I'm
0: a New York phobic. <laughs> I like, I like, I did, you know. So my little background on that, I was, I was in Manhattan during 9/11, oh. running down the streets with billows of smoke coming in back of me, and and, and you know, it's crazy because I wanted 100% to live in New York and be a corporate executive in New York, and I did. I went to, you know, work for L'Oreal, like I was telling you before. So when that happened, it really destroyed. I had Post-traumatic stress syndrome after that, I couldn't go into Manhattan. Anytime I saw a bridge that would say I could I was paralyzed and I couldn't go into the city. So a little bit of remnants of that still remains. Um, but when I do get in, I do enjoy myself. But that's a long answer for that one.
1: You know, the other thing I just wanted to say, like, before we wrap up two things. Oh, your dog is really cute. This is Theodore. She's so cute. Yeah. Yeah, no. well. I also wanted to say, because everyone that you that speaks to you and interviews you, yes, they want to hear about Melissa, they want to hear about Teresa, they want to hear about your stepson. I just want to point out that, like, um, you had cancer. Like, this is a big thing that you recovered from. And that's my, right, twice. And so, like, to your point, and, like, my point, too, if no one's listening to anyone else, I really hope this corona... Everything happens for a reason. That's my honest spiritual belief in the world. I hope people come out of this learning something about life, that nothing really fucking matters other than your health. So, I mean, how are you doing? Like, I mean, you're I mean you've been cancer-free for a while. Like, that's, I mean, it, you once know, you go through that, that's pretty serious.
0: So I still take, I still have treatment, and it still screws my body up. It's bad sometimes. It's some days I have, you know, very bad stomach pains. I'm exhausted, my bones hurt, everything hurts. you know, so some days are better than others, and I'm but I'm still dealing with that, but I'm ta- I'm a positive person overall, and I will never let anything fucking beat me down. I will get up no matter what I feel, I'll be at the gym. I will kick its ass. I will not let this take over on me. and um, my girlfriend, my one of my best friends just lost her twin um, to cancer. Wow. Uh, so, uh, and it ravaged her body quick. Like, I've never, honestly, I've never seen anything like it. So I feel very blessed. I feel very, um, I'm going to continue on my like, fight and getting, you know, the message out there that you can beat this. And, you know, and, and still go on with your life. So thank you for that. Yeah. I remember, d- dude, remember on the, um, the couch, the reunion, they're like, oh, you're using the cancer as a card. Meanwhile, six months later, I'm re-diagnosed. So, like, I, in fact, I remember on the, on, I had a scare on the show, and I couldn't even go yeah. down to Florida, and then when I got the, the re uh, God, I can't even tell you, it was, I don't know what was worse, the first one or the second one, you know, knowing that, I, I remember crying to the gym and being like, I don't think I could do this again, I don't, I don't think I could go through this, uh, but, you know, your, your, your body is put through the test, and either you will succumb or you don't, and
1: there's no way I have a lot, a lot of life to live. <laughs> Here's my thing. Is there anything that you feel we haven't t- talked about? You know, you did not come to me. You did not say I want to be relevant. You and I have been, t- we, we like know each other. We've been talking for months. I came to you because I'm like, what the and fuck? You're, and my- you
0: were so respectful in when I said, you know, the first time and I said, I'm not ready. You were so respectful in the way you handled that. You weren't rude. You weren't nasty. You just said I understand. And that was to me, that was everything. You know, the fact that you just said I understand was more than I could ever imagine, you know, ever say to you. My, my my I have complete gratitude for that. Thank you. Thank you. Because I really meant it. You know and you have so- to understand too when you're married. Like, like I don't control Jim and what he says. And fact, that, that that tweet that you're talking about, that happened, you have to understand too. Michael and like the boys hurt Jim so bad and I think that he just just was just in such a dark place when he made that original tweet that original tweet before Lance and Michael during that Christmas time and I remember he he did it like during Christmas time and I was screaming at him I'm like I'm just trying to Christmas shopping (laughs) and we're getting like, here we go again. People saying nasty shit and like, you know, being mean during Christmas. time. I was like, I was so mad at him. And he's like, Amber, I didn't even realize people were looking. Like, I didn't even realize he goes, I literally just did. I did a retweet on that whole Kevin, Kevin, uh,
1: Kevin. Yeah. Kevin Hart. Kevin
0: Hart. He's like, I just retweeted and i was in this dark moment and i wrote it and he's like i immediately regretted it but then there was no way of taking it back you know and I, and he was honest with me and i was like oh, i want to choke you right now so bad you know but he was honest he's like i was in a dark place you know the boys and what's happened this whole thing and it's just you know it's it's it, it, he's in a he's he's hurting he's he's hurting and I, and i'm going to tell you that like i know people are like Oh, you homophobic! There's a backstory. There's so much that you don't know. There's so many layers that just you don't understand and you don't know and just accept that and just respect it—not you, the world. Yeah, respect it that he is in a dark. And I remember one—I actually said in one of the articles, they said, "You know, why don't the LBGT community reach out to Jim and instead of hammering him?" Kind of like say, you know what, I know you're going through some hard times and we don't know the whole story. Let me embrace you. Let me take you in and let you kind of see a different viewpoint. I truly wanted that, but nope, that's not how they work. That's not how it works. They're like, if you don't believe this, if you don't see it this way, we're going to hammer you. We hate you. We blah, 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 blah. And they jam it down your fucking throat until you just like, are like, all right, that's it. And you're at war.
1: We should do a Zoom with wine, because next time I need to drink with you.
0: I'm pretty toasty right now. I don't know about you. I am so
1: fucking jealous. <laughs> so,
0: wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I, fuck fuck the, the glass. I'm just
1: kidding. Oh, my God. I, I appreciate you coming on. I had so much fun with you. I had a lot of fun with you. I think, you know, hopefully you don't think I was too hard on you.
0: No, I, I actually think they were intelligent questions. I appreciate them. Mwah! All right. All All right. right. We'll talk to you
1: later. Bye baby. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear,